So today I sit down with my co-host, Alex Stewart, who's one of the co-founders of Market Distillery Report. And for those that don't know, Alex and I have traveled around the city for years doing economic presentations. And he's just one of the most intelligent individuals that uh, I've got a chance to be around, challenges me every day in my thought process and does a lot of due diligence before these shows. And I just really value having him on here. It's a real honor to be a part of what he's doing. Each month, we're going to come to you guys with a market report, and this is that segment. I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome back to the What's Your One More podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Alex Stewart. Thanks for being here again today. Yeah, happy to be here. Great to have you here. So today, Alex and I are going to take a little bit of a deep dive and, and give something to our audience different than maybe about real estate or even a leadership type of a, a podcast we would normally do. No storyline here today. It's just if you're going to have a headline, it's what type of investment can Alex and I show you guys today that's essentially a risk-free investment? And, and that's that's what we're talking about today is risk-free investment. And, you know, I Obviously, neither one of us are financial advisors, full disclosure, but we don't need to be to talk about this today. That's the cool part about this. Um, you know, our past couple of podcasts, we really emphasize what's going on with inflation, what's going on with short-term interest rates. And today, we're going to show you how to actually use that to your advantage. And I know that's hard to believe, especially considering some of the connotation we've talked about in the previous episodes, but there is a light here and there is a window of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so today, Alex and I are going to talk a little bit about that window of opportunity and some some advice on how to take advantage of that today. Mm-hmm. And so what we wanted to start with was just a quick introduction to uh, to bonds. And uh, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to talk about how you as an audience, you know, a listener can go buy those bonds directly through a website from the United States government called treasurydirect.gov. Um, and we'll have that link in the episode as well for you to check out. Um, I will say the website's much improved from where it was back in May. Uh, back in May, it did not look like a very, uh, I even had people tell me, are you sure this is a legit website? Uh, it really did look like it was was an elementary level website, um, but you know it has definitely improved and it looks 100% better today. And it's actually a little bit more user friendly too. But nonetheless, what we want to talk about to our listeners is how can you buy these bonds directly. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about what is a bond mm-hmm. and uh, you know and, and why we have these. And uh, Alex, if you want to take a brief second to kind of describe what a bond is, uh, whether it's from a municipal level, a city level, or even the United States government level, but what is a bond and why would they want to issue those? Yeah, uh, at, at its basic level, a bond is how someone can raise money, right? If you have mm-hmm. something you want to build, uh, if you want to raise money for a project that you want to do, uh, one of the ways you can do that is by issuing bonds out to the public or to specific arenas. And what that does is it's it's literally like an IOU. You know, if, if I had something I wanted to do, I'd say, Quentin, I'm going to give you an IOU, right? And, and you're going to give me a lump sum of money, call it $1,000, mm-hmm. so I can go do this project. And in return, I'm going to pay you an amount an agreed every upon. year. Yep. yep, every year that is going to be uh, repaying you the thousand dollars you gave me. But to make it worth your time, I'm also going to give you some interest on that money. And so, whenever you hear about a percentage, you know, a bond is yielding four percent. That's how much essentially you're getting paid every year on top of your money that right. you're you're. You're getting so the reason why it's relevant today is obviously people are looking for ways to earn more money off of their money because now all of a sudden inflation's here, right? And that's causing things to get more expensive. And 
How do you minimize the risk, right? That's another question. How do I minimize my risk? My portfolio is volatile. It's all over the chart. We, we heard Dan Habib on the show a couple episodes ago talk about the volatility of the crypto market. We're, we're witnessing the volatility in the equities market. Um, we've talked about real estate, but where can I go that's maybe risk-free right now? Cor- correct. It makes yeah. me feel more comfortable. Yeah, bonds are certainly not a sexy investment to a <laughs> no, lot of people, right? That's why most people don't don't think about them or talk about right. them. They're, they're what your grandparents invest in. And exactly. I think... The beauty of what we're going to talk about today is uh, sort of uncovering them and and actually seeing how you can make them work for you. Right. And it's going to fit, I think, hopefully a lot of people's investment strategy because, as you said, this is about as risk-free of an investment you can make the way we're going to talk about it. And it's going to be super relevant going forward because now all of a sudden bond yields, meaning how much money they're going to pay you, are higher than they've been in a long time. So now it's a relevant conversation. It's very relevant. And when I think of bonds... I remember like it, my grandmother or grandfather giving me on my birthday or Christmas, I'd open this, you know, I get a gift, but then I always got this card and it didn't take long for me to recognize what was going to be in that card. And it was one of these savings bonds, a double E savings bond, whether mm-hmm. it was for $50 or $100. And I was like, great, almost looked like a check. And I was like, when can I cash this? And it had a term on it. And, and then it had a maturity date is essentially what it was. And um, the, the interest that it matured during that time essentially secured that I would get that $100 that they paid plus a little bit of interest, right? Mm-hmm. And to your point, these aren't, these aren't a, a sexy investment vehicle. You're not going to retire off of bonds. But there is a window that's been created right now to definitely yield some significant interest that, again, is risk-free. You mm-hmm. know, this, these, these uh, bonds are backed by the United States, the full faith of the United States government, meaning that, that the United States government system would actually, a monetary system would have to collapse, completely collapse, mm-hmm. um, for these to go bad, which we know is not going Super to happen. Unlikely. Right? Super yep. unlikely. I mean, it's just not going to happen. But nonetheless, they're they're – they're better than what the FDIC can offer in protection to your checking accounts and your your accounts that you have at banks. It's actually a greater protection limit than that. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it is it is bringing up some awareness to not only savvy investors but I think to the general public. Uh, you know, if you were to walk into a bank right now, uh, no matter where that bank is, mm-hmm. if it's not an online bank, right? If it's a physical brick and mortar, I would imagine that the rates are somewhere below one percent for the checking or savings account. Mm-hmm. And I think you would have to really like. You know, you have to go in there and twist someone's arm to get over one percent right now, and, and we've talked about why it's just a lot of money in the system right now. They don't necessarily need your deposits, right? So, there's an opportunity here where you can actually buy directly through the treasury um, and and get get some great rewards here. So, one of the easiest ones that we can talk about today is there's different types of terms or maturity dates, if you may, mm-hmm. for the bonds. You have a three month, mm-hmm. um, often called a thirteen week, and then you have a one year. And then you have a two-year, and then you have a five-year, a seven-year, and a ten-year. Mm-hmm. Those are the most popular ones that we would talk about. There's even a 30-year one, but these are the most popular ones that mm-hmm. we would talk about. And to just to kind of use an example, you know, Alex, you want to share with us what that three-month is currently yielding right now? Yeah, so the rate on that is right now 4.19. And, you know, one of the – I'll be the first to say it. <laughs> I first thought – Holy moly, why would I not earn 4% in three months? Let's put all of our money in this. Everything we got, sell the house, put all of it. Right, right, right. And and that's the cool part is I think we've learned, especially me, trying to understand this personally, thinking about, okay, where can I put my money to to make it earn more money? And uh, came to you 
Super excited. And then you want to <laughs> discovered gold on this one. <laughs> yeah, we have found it. You want to explain though how that works though, because this this sure. is important. Sure, it's important because all uh, you know, all of the current rates that you see or yields that you see right now, they're all annualized. So they're called APYs. They're they're annualized off the year. So if you it's already been calculated what that yearly compounding rate of return would be in a three months. So you would literally need to divide that rate out. And, and essentially just quick math, right? There's a better formula than what I'm gonna use. Just cut that in a fourth. And every 90 days, that's what you're going to get, right? right? So essentially in that scenario, it's one and some change every 90 days, right? But the great news about this is you're putting money in a system for 90 days. So my advice, and I think your advice would be, is if you if you're sitting on some capital right now, if you have money sitting in a checking account mm-hmm. and you don't need it for 90 days, like, I mean, you don't need it at all. Why wouldn't you put it in there and get... Uh, Four times as much as what a bank's going to basically give you. That's right. essentially what they're saying. Four times as much. And if you don't need it for another 90 days, let it sit and go again. Yep. And you're going to be able to judge at 90 days, do I want to keep my money in there? Has the rate come down? Is it no longer attractive? Has it gone up? Is it even further attractive? Right. But buying and and selling at the treasurydirect.gov is, is completely easier than I thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's a, the verification system's very flawless. It, it was very easy to buy. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is understanding that if you place an order today, you're not necessarily going to get the order today because there's auction dates in which these are sold. So you could go ahead and place an order today and then they'll tell you, okay, I believe on the 17th of, the, of this month, which today's Monday, so the 17th would be Thursday. Thursday, you in turn would own that at that point right. for the next term. But, I mean, getting your head around this is pretty simple because all the hard math has been done for you. I mean, you can go online and Google, you know, what is the what is the three-month return on a treasury bill? And they'll give you the formulas, right? You can go to websites and be inundated with formulas, but it's already done for you. Like, you can go Google what the rate is right now, and it's like you're doing right in front of me. It tells mm-hmm. you what the annualized rate of return is. So don't read too much into that, like trying to calculate it. Just take what's in front of you there, and that's exactly what the rate of return is going to be um, if they were to annualize that over the year. Yeah, and so just to kind of further just finish off this example, if you bought a three-month bill, mm-hmm. right, and it said you're going to make 4% on a year, that means that if you took that three months and reinvested it each quarter for a full year, at the end of that quarter, you'll make 4%. That's Should correct. the rate stay the same? That's correct. Yeah. Which, again, you know, if I'm just going through standard checking and savings accounts, that's probably four times more than what you're making or close to four times more than what you're making on a brick and mortar bank. Now, I recognize there's online banks that are yielding that. We'll talk about that here too. Mm -hmm. There's some great opportunities there, like Marcus, for example. That is Mm -hmm. a fantastic one they're offering over there and very easy, you know, but the reality is, most people still aren't even doing that. Right. You know, you're letting your money sit somewhere because it's it's comfortable or it's just ease of use or I have access to it whenever I need it. The reality is this is not something you would invest in if you needed access to your funds right away. Right. Again, I want to preface, if you have money sitting on the sidelines and you don't need it and you know you're not going to need it for at least 90 days, this is a great vehicle, super easy as well. Like say a reserve fund. If, a reserve you, fund. if you've got six months of expenses put away in a bank account, Maybe take half of that, and you can you can actually earn some money on yeah. it in a, without a whole lot yeah. of risk. And some people are going to say it, right? doing all that's not worth one percent to me. You know, it's just not worth it. And that's mm-hmm. fine. It might not be worth it to you. But for those again that have that money sitting there, that's just compounding, and you want to use it, why not? Right. And so it, it's and there's not a uh, there's the minimum investment hundred dollars, right. you know, all the way up to millions of dollars. That's what you choose to do. Um, but the reality is very very easy to use, very easy quick takeaway. And again, why wouldn't you be doing it? Right. So, um, and, and all the hard work's done for you at the treasurydirect.gov. They do it. And that's nothing. You're buying directly from them. You're not going to a third party and buying. Now, you can do that. There are third party intermediaries like, you know, 
big firms like Schwab, you know, TD, they're all there. They will let you buy from them, but you can actually eliminate that process and go straight to Treasury, hence the name Treasury Direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, that's really nice. That hasn't always been the case. So mm-hmm. very, very nice and great opportunity. And again, the risk versus reward here. You know, if you were to Google uh, what is a risk-free investment, the three-month Treasury is what pops up right. um, because you're actually saying, hey, listen, I don't think anything's going to happen to the government in the next three months. That's why it's a risk-free investment, and they pay the interest on that. So it is a uh, very, very good one. But there's also another one that, that we wanted to talk about that we mm-hmm. think is a little longer term. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting to me about this one is, you know, tip my hat to Alex here is that, you know, back in early May, maybe even late uh, April, you sent me an email and you said, hey, listen, we might want to take a look at this because it looks like this is going to peak at a level that's pretty high for us. And that's that's I bonds, Mm -hmm. you know, and those are bonds that are basically being you're being issued to counter inflation. And so the return on these are going to coincide with the inflationary measures of the CPI. Right. And so what's interesting to these is that that rate's published for you as well, but it changes every six months, right? So you, you, you're every six months, you're going to get a new rate, but then the return over the year. And we'll talk about the pros and cons of that. Um, but let me break down what's interesting about these. These were created in 1998. So these are rather new. I know it doesn't sound new, but you know when inflation was at its all-time high, we didn't see these bonds as an opportunity for people to invest in, which is why a lot of people don't know they exist. And I would say over the course of the last really two months, I've seen it online everywhere. I've heard multiple podcasts about it and things about it. So mm-hmm. we'll just kind of, we'll really just cut right to the point and, you know, make this pretty quick and easy for everyone to understand. But um, the rate on that is, again, attached to the the CPI. Mm-hmm. The investment into this is a minimum of $25 all the way up to $10,000 per social security number in your house. So if you have three people living in your house... That would be a grand total of $30,000 or a minimum investment of seventy five. Mm-hmm. Also, if you have ancillary businesses that have EIN numbers, you can use those as long as they're legitimate businesses to also do minimum twenty five up to $10,000. Mm-hmm. Now, the great thing about bonds and bills is that if you live in a state that has a state income tax, they're, they're exempt from that. You know, they're not exempt from federal, but they're exempt from state income tax, state and local tax. So there's also a, a tax benefit in doing this as well. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at this, uh, the term of this, it is essentially a five-year term, if you may, with no penalty, a one-year minimum investment. Mm-hmm. But if you go beyond the one year, let's say you're three years in and you want to take your money out, you can take it out. But m- the interest of month 36, 35, and 34 are going to be taken back by the treasuries and you'll get the 33 months worth of interest. Right. Um, that's not a bad deal, especially considering some of the rates that are out there right now. I think what's, what's today's rate on the I-bond? Yeah. So it'd, it'd be 6.89%. 6.8. That's roughly 6.9%. Mm-hmm. So you're getting, you're getting 6.9% on your money sitting out there right now. And that's all the way through. That's from, that just changed on uh, the 31st of October. So November 1st, all the way for the next six months. Yeah. Through May. Yeah. So again, you take that number, it's been annualized, cut it in half. And that's the interest you would receive between now and May. Prior to that, it was 9.62%. Correct. So, you know, for those that invested, you know, I think we even made a recommendation to our own our own network. When we asked people, hey, I would invest in this. Those that invested in May, all the way through this next coupon that's coming out, are making a blended total of 6.9962, roughly, mm-hmm. you know, what is that, 17? That's roughly going to be... the one. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Roughly going to be 8%, 8.3% right. is what they're going to make on that. Right. Not bad. Not bad return there. So, well, and that's know, actually keeping up with inflation. That's exactly which what you know is the whole idea behind this. That I think you know that's the hard part is um, 
we're not used to having to think this way, right? No. We're not used to having to think, okay, well, if I make 4% on my money, that means I lost only 4% instead of, <laughs> you know, because right. you're, you're, you're technically uh, having to keep up with inflation. These are actually going to help just keep your money whole. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point behind it. Um, except for the biggest benefit that I think nobody really talks about here is the compounding. Right. And, and what that means is that they're going to pay you interest, not just on the money you put in there in the beginning, but once they earn interest, they're going to pay you interest on top of the money you put in there plus the interest it's earned over time every six months. And that, that can add up, especially if, again, if you have an emergency fund and you are okay putting it right. in there for a year, this can be a great way to let your emergency fund build and really start to compound in a very risk-free environment that's going to keep up with inflation and could turn into a nice little, I, the, the term I love that you use is war chest, right? This yeah. is just this nice little war thing chest. that's gonna start growing on the sidelines. Yo, thank you so much for choosing us today. We're definitely not done with our podcast, but we are going to take a really short sponsor break and then we'll get right back to the show. I've been in the lending business for 20 years. I've seen many different lenders. During those 20 years, I recognized there's a difference between being an originator and an advisor. And the team at Bank of England is full of advisors. They take their time to understand your needs. They take the time to structure a mortgage for you and your family and I cannot recommend them enough. If you're in the market to purchase a home, maybe it's a second home, maybe it's an investment property, or you're looking to refinance your current property that you live in, take a minute to work with the advisors at Bank of England Mortgage. They're a nationwide lender, and you can find your local branch at boemortgage.com, www.boemortgage.com, because it's more than loans, it's people. Thanks so much for letting us give a shout out to our sponsor. All right, now back to the podcast. When you think about bonds, here's how I look at it. You know, going back to my days at college, you know, I always remember uh, sitting in one of the classes over there at Tennessee, you know, a financial professor always telling us, you know, it was just a simple math. You need to have X amount, 30% in real estate, 30% in equities, 30% in bonds, and the rest in cash. And I'm going, bonds. Like, I couldn't even wrap my head around that at that time. Mm-hmm. But now looking at it, there is some there is some theology to that that mindset, right? Sure. And that everybody should have, and the and the some of these in these war chests, as I talk about. And as you get older, your war chest should probably grow, right? You know, because the less risk adverse you should become, or the less riskier you should become, more risk adverse you should become. And so you can build on these. But right now, these are yielding such a high return. It's almost like you should take advantage of this while you can, because we know that. As the Treasury, excuse me, as the Federal Reserve continues to raise those short-term interest rates, the beneficiary are the the is what we're looking at right here. These these bills that we're talking about, and I, and I did want to make a point that you know, you, buying these online is as easy as buying a piece of clothing online. So don't be intimidated because you have right. to create a username and a password, and they're going to assign you a password. You don't get to choose it, um, but it, you know it's you can clearly see that they've. They've done their due diligence on securitizing these websites and making them very, very secure. But once you get that security code and credentials, buying these is literally as easy as choosing an item online, mm-hmm. hitting click, putting your funds, linking up your account, and then it's 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 done. Yep. And there's no intimidation factor behind that. And again, because the yields are already shown for you, you know, you're just looking at the terms of these. It's pretty pretty easy. And from your perspective on the I bond, what I appreciate is you are offsetting inflation. Correct. And you're actually using uh, a tool, if you may, that was created to do that. Correct. 
And and I I would love to see a stat about how many of these actually aren't issued. Yeah, I'd love to know how many they've issued. Is, I oh, guess yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, how many people actually do this versus that don't do it? Right. You know, because I remember back in May, we were telling people to do this. Sure. And I remember telling people in July to do it. And I remember in August, people going, I still haven't done it. And I'm thinking to myself, why have you not done this yet? Yeah. You told me, you, you, you said, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to do it. And then you don't do it. Well, and you can set these up on automatic too, which yep. I think a lot of people maybe that takes some of the intimidation out is, okay, well, $100 a month. Just like a drip. Can just, yep, yep, can automatically go in there from every paycheck or whatnot. But I think it's also important we clarify, um, you know, we've rates have gotten high enough that we're really talking about saying, I want to buy a bond because I want to earn the, the rate of interest it's going to give me, and I actually want to hold it. Uh, you know, it's important we clarify, though, that traditionally speaking, rewind two years, People bought bonds in funds. Mm -hmm. They didn't buy bonds necessarily outright. You know, if you had a financial advisor working with you saying your portfolio is going to be sixty percent stocks, forty percent bonds, you weren't really buying these things uh, that we're talking about now. And that's important because if rates keep going up and you bought a bond fund, that bond fund gets worth less, and so you can actually lose money because of the way the rates have gone. And, and that's an important distinction because on what we're talking about is you're specifically buying it for the rate of return it's giving you. Right. You're not speculating on what rates are going to do or trying to gamble and, and, and time the market per se. You're saying, look, this gives me more money than my savings account is going to give me, <laughs> and I'm comfortable with the, the, the details of this, and it can be a way that you can actually earn that return. Yeah, and I mean, just some perspective here. You know, another way we're, we're, we're reasoning we're bringing this up is historically, this is this is at best like one percent, and you're seeing this this three month. Correct. Yeah, yeah, it's correct. historically like a one percent. I mean, we're looking at four times that now, right. and that's why we're bringing it up as an opportunity to take advantage of the market. Go in there and say, "Is this something I want to do?" The automatic drips, the buys, and the compounding investment—it's it's a great opportunity for the general public to do it. I ask myself, and I think we both say to each other, is, "Why is good information like this not being circulated?" Um, and, and and you know, we talk about this all the time. And for those of you that have a financial advisor, and for those of you that work with you know uh, uh, companies that do give you advice, they're going to offer wonderful advice. That's what they get paid to do. This may not be part of that advice. These yeah. products may not show up in their realm of what they want to tell you about. Well, there's no commission to be made here. When you're buying directly from the treasury, and it's nothing they're doing wrong, but when you buy directly from the treasury, there's no commission. There's not even a fee to the treasury to do that. Mm-hmm. It is dollar for dollar. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, just know that that you're actually – you are your investor. You are everything in this transaction. It's a click of a button. Right. And so I think that that's the biggest thing here is that you're really kind of avoiding any costs involved with that and just selling it out. Now, if you cash in one of those I bonds early, you're not you're not losing money. You're just giving back the last three months worth of interest you made, not the whole thing. And right. my guess is most people, when they cash out on I bond, it's because hopefully inflation's gone away, right? And the return on that has gone down. So you're going to lose the last three months of ideally a low percentage anyway. That's that's the strategy, right? right. So if we hold on to an I bond for two years and let's say inflation gets down and it's, let's just say it gets down to one. Right. Right. So if it's a 1% annualized rate of return, I'm yep. giving back a very low subset of that. In this case, probably like three tenths worth of interest back. 
Yep. That's it. And I'm keeping all those other great years that I had where I could compound into it. Yep. And so another thing to, to note on those I-bonds is annually you can make those investments of a minimum of $25. Calendar year. Calendar year, yes. Right. Calendar so you year. could put it in in December and then go right back in January. And do it But again. that's the only time during that calendar year. Yeah, during yep. that calendar year. So, But you can continue to add up until you reach the maximum right. of 10000 per social or EIN number that's yeah. active. I mean, there's a lot of great opportunities here. Again, the term war chest is, is one that we definitely like to use around here because it's a great opportunity to offset other risks that you may be having out there. More importantly, I think the greatest risk to us right now is inflation. Yeah. That's what we're trying to offset. Well, and I'll give you a very concrete, hopefully this is easy to relate for the audience. I I have, I use Vanguard, have financial advisor with them, brought mm-hmm. this up to them. So this is something, this is an actual conversation of, hey, I've got money set aside for my kids for college. If I leave it in the stock market, right, and it's invested and and that goes down significantly because I feel like there's a risk of that at the time, yep. are there alternatives, right? And brought up I-bonds because, hey, what if I put the money in the I-bonds? You brought this up. Correct. You I brought this yep. up to my financial advisor to have this conversation and say, what if I put the money in the I-bonds? It's going to make 9% mm-hmm. for at least six months and then probably something decent, in this case, another 7 Mm-hmm left it in there for a year, pull it out, and then can put it back in the market if I feel comfortable or leave it in I-bonds longer term if those are continuing to, to bring up a lot of results. So that's my strategy with this Right, is I don't want to play around with my kids' college money, but I also want it to try to grow. And I can do it in a way where I can pull it out when I need it otherwise. Uh, and, and so that that's a way that this could also serve somebody's purposes. Yeah. And I think we both know that that some of these are temporary, right? right? They're not going to be at this rate of return at all times. But once this temporary period runs out and you have that war chest, right. then you pull that money out with a nice little reward and decide what you want to do with it next. Maybe it isn't to a college fund or that. Maybe you're opening a 529. Maybe right. you're doing a prepaid. Who knows? But you're going in it with more than you started with. Right. And that's the beauty of these products. Oh, by the way, again, Risk yeah, free. Correct. Yeah. And so the other thing we'll talk about here that's another risk-free one is the, uh, the the double E savings bonds right now. So when we talk about savings bonds, these are the ones that I was referring to, the old paper check it almost looked like, but it was almost like a paper bill that you would get. Um, you know, anytime someone in your family gave you these, uh, and now they're digital. Everything's digital in this process. So what's the, what's the rate of return on those right now? 2.1%. Which is crazy to think about. So here's a double E savings bond, ties your money up a little bit longer, obviously, than a 90-day T-bill. But the reality is, here we are, 2.1 on those. Now, here's a, here's a question I pose for Alex, for our listeners, because I think this is interesting. And I'm sure some of the listeners are thinking this. Why on earth, why on earth would something that ties your money up longer have less of a return than something that is a short-term investment and has a higher rate of return. What What is the market telling you when you see that? Yeah, so, and that's the beauty of what we call the yield curve is when mm-hmm. you're able to look at interest rates at different time periods, it's it's showing you a decent amount of information. So one could be risk, mm-hmm. right? So if, if there is a significant risk of a recession or you know, turmoil, then you'll see interest rates higher in the short term than in the long term. Because typically, if there's no risk, this is a risk-free rate, right? it's going to be a lower interest rate. There you go. So when Alex says different yields on the curve, the three-month would be one of those right. yields, obviously. The one-year, the two-year, the five, the seven, and the ten. Right. Those are those curves that he's talking about. And what he's illustrating there is the old, the old investor adage, the higher the risk, the higher the return. And the lower the risk, the lower the return. So when we take a look at 90 days versus a, you know, a, even a two, five, seven, or even a 10, when the 90-day treasury or the one-year treasury is higher than any of those long-term interest rates on there, 
right. telling you that the market is anticipating risk. Right. That they are building in and anticipating the risk. So therefore, because of that risk in the short interim, they're willing to pay you more for that. Correct. So that's just something that, you know, as, as an audience and as listeners, just something to keep in the back of your head because we see that, we do see that happen. Yeah. Right? Well, and then the other type of risk is inflation. Yeah. Which is, again, hasn't been relevant for 20 years, mm-hmm. now is relevant again. And so if you have higher rates of inflation, interest rates are higher. If yeah. you have higher rates of risk of economic issues, interest rates are higher. Um, you know, and this ties to the mortgages. People have higher rates on their mortgage if they're less likely to pay their money back. Right. Right. That's that's the beauty of an interest rate. Once you understand what goes into an interest rate, it tells you a lot of information Mm -hmm. or it can give you a lot of signals about what what to interpret there. Right. Yeah. It's, I think it's a great way to describe it. I appreciate you doing it that way, because I think it was done very well for the audience to understand. So as we leave you guys here. Treasury Direct, we're going to have the link in here. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we talked today about I-bonds. We talked today about a 90-day Treasury bill. We talked about other terms, but our focus today was a specifically on the 90-day Treasury bill, short-term yep. uh, interest rate in there, our short-term investment during that time for a higher interest rate, the I-bonds, savings bonds. Yep. And then I want to leave you guys with this. And I know, Alex, you and I talk about this all the time because we're always exploring ideas. Where can we put where can we put our, our six months you know, worth of savings, where can we put it risk-free but make the largest rate of return? If Treasury Direct is just too much for you, which, by the way, I cannot say how simple it is. Right. You're buying something online. If you've bought something online, you can do this. But there's some other outlets that you may be more comfortable with that have more of an app that you can just link to your account and auto-transfer money back and forth. And I've seen some at 3%. So those at 3% on there, you know, I think uh, Marcus is one of them. Yeah, Ally Bank has a, has a high-interest savings account. Yep. Yep, and CIT. Those are probably the three that we've seen out there. And by no means, we're not associated with any of those companies. Our goal here is just to be as diverse as we can in this mm-hmm. content. And so those are ones that are all 3% or higher. Right that have an app, you sync up to your checking account, savings account, whatever financial institution you have, and you just want to move money in there at any given rate, it's a 3% or higher APY. And I just think that's important that that we talk about that too, because you may just maybe be comfortable with that. That might right. be easier to you because then you could just get your money in and out whenever you want to. There is no term limit on any of that. Yeah. And so because there's not a term limit, you're getting less of a return, Great. but you're still getting a higher return than if you went into a brick and mortar bank. I'll continue to say that. And for our brick and mortar means they have like a, they have like a freestanding branch or building. We call that brick and mortar. That's where you get the lollipops. That's where you get, yeah, that's where you come in, you get the mints and everything. Right. Um, But if, if your bank has one of those and you know, you can even go online to your banking account and look and see what you're yielding in those, those checking accounts. Again, I'm going to be willing to bet it's under 1%. So if you can get three times higher than what you're currently putting in there, and if you're getting half percent, I mean, now you're six times higher. It just the the Marcus or uh, the CIT or Ally, you know. But in that 98 T bill, you're you're almost ten times higher. Right. You know, well, and in a that. brick and mortar, the only way to get it is through a CD, right? That, yeah. And that's going to be like a two year time frame. There you go. Yeah. Right. They want to tie up your they want to tie up your your money, and they want to have a longer term on there. And and they do have smaller windows for CDs, but it's not going to yield what Treasury directs to them. Why? Because there's a middleman there, and you can go direct to a treasury right. and actually securitize that yourself. Well, so, I, yeah, I saw a billboard by star has 4% on their two-year CDs. So you can make that on nine, treasuries yeah. without having to tie it up for two years, or you can tie it up in a CD. Yeah, and, exactly. And that's, I think, just an awareness thing. That's why we want to do this. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Or you could just take 3% from any of those other online sources we suggested and take your money in and out whenever you would right. like. So just a great opportunity here. Hey, I really appreciate your time this morning here. Uh, I hope our audience enjoyed some of that conversation. I know you and I, we... We really love exploring ideas like this and finding places that we can share and suggest with people. And again, we make no we make no royalties, no sure. no commission.
commission, nothing off of this. We're just offering this advice because it's, it's not out there. Right. You know, it's not on the news. It's not on media outlets. This is something that we think is important that uh, people need to hear. So that's why we take the time to do that today. If you guys like what you heard, please continue to uh, check us out at YouTube on our channel at What's Your One More. If you would subscribe, leave a comment. Uh, we definitely appreciate that. Also, check us out at our Apple podcast and also at Spotify and on Google podcast as well. And as always, at our website is whatisyourone Alex, co-founder of The Market Distillery, thank you for being here. Uh, check them out at their IG account at The Market Distillery. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are putting some great stuff out there every Thanks. single day. We greatly appreciate it. I know uh, people around here are sharing it and using it all the time. So keep up the good work. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks for your time. I got one more shot. I'm going to make it. One more chance. I'm going to take it. I meant it when I said it. Now it's time for me to do it. I got one life to live. So I put all into it. Yeah.